You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with some of the most passionate, hardworking, and limitless thinkers on this earth who have a story to share, a brand that inspires, or a fire inside of them to live life on their own terms. The intention behind each episode is simple. And that's to include you in these conversations so that you can learn, apply, and grow in your own life and in your business. If I can share one quick secret with you before we begin, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. But perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. Tuning into Visionary Life will help you dust off the limiting beliefs you carry around so that you can begin to create your own most visionary life. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Visionary Life Podcast. Quick up top, if you are listening to this when it's released in October of 2020, I want to invite you to join us for the next four months on the rocket ship towards building your own online business. So I'm looking for seven people who are ready to turn their business idea into an ebook, an online course, a freelance business, or a coaching business. So if this is of interest to you, I want to make sure that you're someone who's coachable, you're ready to work hard, and you are inspired to launch your business late in 2020. So if you click the link in the show notes or head to kelseyridle.com slash TVM, just let me know that you are interested and we can book a free call to see if the visionary method is right for you. Let's move on to the show. Today on the podcast, I'm sitting down with Fiorella Kuna, the founder or co-founder rather of Storia, which is a video strategy and production company based in Toronto. Fiorella and her team at Storia help businesses create strategic video content to tell their story, engage with their audiences and grow their businesses. After one look at their website or their Instagram, you will understand how seriously they take their work. The videos and storytelling that they do for their clients are top quality. And I'm so excited to sit down with Fiorella and pull the curtains back to learn how her and her husband started their business and really how it's had to evolve over the years. So quick snapshot, after many years of running a photography studio, this was before video marketing really became popular, Fiorella and her husband Frank honored their passion for film and storytelling, which led them to stop pursuing photography clients, and then they began to focus all their efforts back to video production. Today, their energy is focused around leveraging the power of video, something we all need to be paying more attention to as business owners. You guys know this, I don't need to tell you, video is everything these days on your website, on social media, and really anywhere else you're showing up online. So in this episode, Fiorella and I chat about the early days of starting her photography studio and how scary it was to commit to their first commercial lease in a shopping mall. So that's a great story that she tells and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. She shares how they were able to generate lineups of people who wanted to wait hours for photo sessions with them. She shares why they pivoted into video production after many successful years in photography. 
She also shares the reasons that they feel video is so vital for businesses to add to their promotional strategy. And we talk about so much more. Fiorella is absolutely wonderful to learn from and to listen to. And I know you're going to love the episode. So go find them on Instagram. They're at Storia Photo Video or storiaphotovideo.com. Let's dive into today's episode. A quick word from our premier sponsor, Healthy Planet. If you're a health nut like me, you're going to love that you can save money on the brands you're already purchasing by ordering from Healthy Planet online. They really love our visionary community and want to support us in living our best and most visionary lives by being our healthiest selves. You can shop entirely online and products will be dropped at your doorstep within just a few days. So please get to Healthy Planet online and use the code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save on supplements, on your favorite health food products, on natural and green beauty. Your body and your mind and your business deserve the proper fuel so be sure to shop at healthy planet online and don't forget to use that code visionary 10 that is a visionary one zero at checkout here we go with the episode with fiorella from storia Okay, Fiorella, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. We were actually connected, I believe, through Staples. Um, They had a co-working space that launched about a year ago, and I met you through uh, one of the events that they had where they connected all of the facilitators and people who had given presentations. And we've been trying to make this podcast happen for quite some time. We thought it was going to be in person, but we're doing it over Zoom. But I think this is just as good. It's so nice to finally get you on the show. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I want to ask you some quick fire questions just so the listeners can get to know you and then we'll learn all about Storia. So first things first, where did you grow up? Hmm. So I was born in Rome. Wow. Um, Came over to Toronto with my family. It was supposed to be a stopover. We were supposed to end up in the States, but that never happened. So I've been in Toronto since the age of nine. Do you ever go back to Rome? We went back once. So I went back when I was in my teens. Um, I've been meaning to go back as, but just life gets in the way and we haven't been back. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, What is the very first thing that you do in the morning? Hmm. So um, I belong to a group and we have what's called the 6am club. So we wake up we get, I get up every morning at six, we log into Zoom, no video, and we just basically start the day with some uh, mindset work. Oh and my gosh, I love that. So who are these people? Like, where did you it's find others? <laughs> it's a group called um, Thinking Into Results. Um, there's many coaches that run it. Our coach is awesome, um, Hannah, and she just set this up. Uh, it's been now... 14 weeks. So when we all, um, when COVID all came out and we were all home, we have weekly calls with her, like as a group. Um, she said, you know what? I wake up every morning and do some study. Why don't, whoever wants to join me can join me. No video, just log into Zoom. And she expected a few people. The very first day she did it, she had 30 people. And most of us haven't missed a day since then. Oh, that's so cool. So much power in the accountability and the community with others. And starting your day, just, there's always that 
I find no matter, again, it's been 14 weeks. I've missed the odd one. I have to be honest in the morning, but there's always that aha moment I find. And you just kind of start your day energized even throughout all this. So just, you start on a positive note. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love to know, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment in life thus far? Other than my three beautiful kids. Um, That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that, that to me is, is up there. Yeah. Um, you know what? Yeah, I think that. And I think, um, you know, my family, like just keeping, like my husband and I have been working together since uh, 1999. Um, and we make it work and we still have a great relationship and we're able to maintain both sides and maintain a balance most of the time. So I think that would have to be my biggest accomplishment. Mm, that's so cool. And uh, I love to hear that you have found balance in working with your husband, because I'm sure it's not always easy no, to no. separate the life you have outside of your business, and then also that working partnership. Yeah. Uh, but just to know that it is possible it yeah. is really cool. Do you have any rituals of like how you drop work at the end of the day and then go into being <laughs> husband and wife? <laughs> so, um, that's tough at times. And I have to say, even after all these years, especially because now in the last um, five years, four or five years, we've worked from home. Yeah. So when we had a studio and when we were out and we kind of, and I'll explain later, we do different sides of the business. Um, it was easier. Studio closed, went home. Since we've been both working at home, it is a little bit challenging. And sometimes we do have to remind ourselves that, hey, okay, it's time to close these computers. The good thing is that um, the kids, I have kids still living at home. They're older, but they're still living at home. So it's kind of a reminder. So we always make a point of having dinner together when they're home. So it's kind of a, um, it's not a ritual, but you kind of fall into that pattern for your kids. And then you're also reminded like, okay, you know what, this is it now. So let's yeah. just close computers, you know, go on the deck, have a glass of wine, whatever the case may be, go for a walk and just chat. And it's just, it is a constant reminder. It is constantly, yeah. we constantly work at it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, you know, the ever evolving journey, right? You never arrive at the perfect business, the perfect relationship, but you can continue to improve it. Right. Right. So let's take it back to life before launching Storia. So take us back to what was your very first job? Okay. So, um, although I run a video production company now with my husband, my background is actually business. So I have a business degree. I came out of school, Ryerson, and I was hired by a large, um, mining company, the head office of a mining company downtown in the Royal Bank Plaza, worked there for a little bit. And then I was made executive assistant to the vice chairman. Um, and he was in his latter years. So I worked for him for about, I think three or four years, he retired and I transitioned into managing the payroll and benefits department. So that was my, and I was there for a long time. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then when did this whole journey into entrepreneurship begin? Maybe take sure. us back to that moment in your life. Yeah. So, uh, the way that it pretty much happened was, so my husband is a creative component of our business. Not that I'm not creative, but he's the guide, you know, the basically yep. the guy, the filming, the editing, all that kind of stuff. That's his knowledge. Um, so he graduated from film school 
um, oh. Ryerson Film and Photography, and he worked for um, production film production companies back in the day. It wasn't video, it was film, it was big budget productions. I worked in corporate and we saw things happening specifically in the early 90s, like recession and and basically our future and our livelihood, we saw it in the hands of other people. My company started to shrink. Um, I was part of massive layoffs. We had two full floors in you know, a prime building downtown and it went down to half a floor. And I thought, you know what, I'm probably going to be next. My husband's business, um, the, the, he was the, um, uh, the film commercials director. That business was shrinking. People weren't spending the big budgets anymore. We were in a recession. So it was almost like, I think the thing that really triggered it for us was we need to take our future in our own hands. And we saw that in starting our own business. Uh, we are, we've always been pretty positive people and we believe that, you know, if you set your mind to something, you work at it, you can achieve it. And so we kind of pretty much fell into photography because, um, film in the day it was a video there was no such thing video wasn't the buzzword it was film it was left to the big companies the big budget so although when frank kind of left the company or actually the company went under he worked for a few companies and two of them went under uh, he was forced to kind of go out on his own and he did a little bit of film and he did photography photography really took over and we kept hearing we can't get this kind of stuff anywhere more from a family photography standpoint so that's kind of what started our desire and and really saying, you know what, we're going to go out on our own. Mm -hmm. Do you remember any of the challenges that you faced in the early days, whether it was getting clients or finding your niche or just like, I don't know, making it work with a family? What sticks out? So um, what we kind of, okay, well, let me start. So in deciding what we were going to do, Frank had to say, you know what? I'm going to have to give up kind of the film component, which has always been his passion, the video, the storytelling. And every message that we were getting was that photography was where to be in 1997. Okay, we're going with that. Yeah. How are we going to do this? We don't want to do it as other people do. We want to be a freelance. We want to make it a business. So how are we going to do this? We're going to get a studio. Where are we going to get it? We have to be in the middle of where families are, young people are. So we did, you know, what's now, you know, big companies call market research. We did it guerrilla style. We went out, we looked at neighborhoods, we went and checked out who was walking through what neighborhoods. And we actually ended up, and this was a scary part, deciding to rent a space in a mall in the promenade that had never been done. (laughs) ever we had to put everything we owned on the line to basically sign this five-year lease we were young like we didn't have a lot and on top of which people naysayers as I call them saying oh my god are you sure like do you really want to do this like you're like knee deep you're in a five-year lease Cadillac Fairview isn't going to basically release you if this doesn't go. And so there was a lot of scary, scary moments. No kidding. And yeah, so that to me, I think was like, and then I remember when we actually, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just that we were naive, the passion. And I think it goes back to the passion of really wanting to 
wanting to take our our future in our hands and we went and signed that lease and then it was like did we just do that (laughs) (laughs) and it was like no that's this is fine it's going to work and we just worked through those fears and we worked hard we had no kids then Uh, we did a lot of it on our own I still was working corporate when we did that wow I literally got up early went to work met Frank because back then things were open like nine to nine and relieved the girl that we had at the time. It was him and one other girl. Yep. Relieved her. And that's how we did it. That is incredible. And so can you paint the picture of like, what did the next five years look like? Was this like a good decision? (laughs) Yeah. So I'll tell you. um, So I took vacation on the day that we opened in April. I took a week's vacation to do the opening. We renovated. We got help. My dad, God bless him, helped us to renovate the space. It was a beautiful looking space. We advertised. Back then, advertising wasn't online. It was through postcards, which people still do, but it was yeah. postcards. It was, um, yeah, postcards. We had. We ran an ad in the local paper. And the day that we went in, we went in early. The doors were opening. I was at 9, 9.30. We looked out, we had glass windows and there was a lineup outside. We had oh a walk-in God. promotion. We had a cool. line. Okay. And it was like, we were blown. We weren't ready for it. Yeah. It was my husband, myself, and this girl who we had part-time. And most of the clients were people wanting their kids photographed because we had these beautiful photos in the window of people that we had done. Oh. The bulk of our business was creative kids photography. We were blown away. But then it was also scary. It was like, oh my God, how are we going to service all these people? And, and we, there were challenges. Um, and quickly we realized that that promotional package, we quickly learned about pricing and learned that if we keep that promotional package, we're going to be really busy, but we're going to go out of business. Yeah. So the next five years, well, we went from 700 square, foot, square feet of space to a space across the hall that was double that. Um, the year after we opened, um, something scary happened again. I lost my job and because the the company was shrinking, I remember calling my husband and saying, you're not going to believe this. We had a, by that, no, in 1990, no, 1998, we had our first child in 1999. I lost my job and I was going back after maternity leave. I remember calling my husband and saying, you're not going to believe this. I lost my job. Yeah like, and a new business. So we had not, like, we just had the business. And I remember him saying, this is great. This is exactly what we need. I need you here. Yeah. So that was 1999. Um, at the height of it, within, by 2002, we had a staff of nine when we had grown it to seven figures. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So um, was it all easy? No. Um, no. No, it never is. I mean, it's, nope. you know, it sounds like, oh, it was all, no, it wasn't. It wasn't easy. We had to switch suppliers. Suppliers bailed out on us. We had one Mother's Day. We couldn't deliver orders because the supplier we were using kind of um, didn't go bankrupt, but for some yeah. reason, shut its doors. Anyway, it was so, but throughout it all, it was an amazing journey. But we no longer do that. <laughs> yes, no yeah. That. Things have changed a lot, but... <laughs> You know, I know that there's only so much we can cover in in a podcast episode, but I can just tell like those years, like, yeah, we just heard the accelerated version, but there were probably so many days that you said, what are we doing? Or I'm exhausted or, you know, and, or you hear your friends, like if you're a, you know, a business owner, 
a small business or you hear your friends having weekends off, yeah. you know, and that's not the way it is. Um, uh, not at the beginning anyhow, and really not even now at times, I have to say, that's why my recommendation to my kids, to anyone, my niece came over said, you know, she was talking about wanting to start a business at Sweetie. If you love what you do, then do it. If you don't love what you do, don't no. bother. Yeah. Yep. It's hard work. There's it, no ways about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and there's always something to be doing to <laughs> oh, grow your yeah. business or to catch yeah. up. And um, exactly. you don't get to just do that punch out at the end of the day, like many people do. But you're right. Oh. If you love it, then yeah. you, you, of course, will be excited to do yeah. that seven days a week if you have to. So exactly. let's fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Tell us what Storia photo video is today yeah. because so, it's changed. <laughs> yes. So uh, we rode the wave of photography is the way that I call it. And we saw it um, kind of changing with the onset of iPhones, digital cameras. The, like photography became like a commodity almost, and it wasn't valued the way it was back in the 90s or early 2000s. And throughout it all, Frank had been doing some what was now called video work from just people that we knew, but never marketed it. Yeah. And again, we started looking at things and said, you know what, photography is going down and videos coming up. And he's like, that's my love. That's my passion. That's what we want to do. We were always about creating images and now creating video to tell stories stories, to capture emotion, to beautiful, beautiful imagery, et cetera, et cetera. So we decided on and off about five years ago that we were just going to make the switch. We weren't going to market photography anymore. We were just going to market video. Photography still kept coming until two years ago. We said, okay, you know what? We really have to change it. Our website isn't done yet, but it will change over to, to, to basically reflect what we do. So what do we do today? Today, we work with businesses um, to basically uh, create produce and distribute video content to basically help them leverage the power of video in their marketing with social media being so important and um, the importance now more than ever of humanizing your business. You you can't forget that regardless of the changes that have happened, regardless of social media, regardless of online, like this type of thing, which we would have done in person, um, we need the human connection. I always say, you know, I give it like at Staples, a little presentation that, that I do at Staples and I've done it other places. I always say one thing you can't forget with video or anything you do is that people do business with people, people they like in that business, then are they going to want to actually deal with you? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to have that competitive advantage? The minute you put a face, the minute your people are able to, connect with you and there's no other way of connecting other than basically making this connection on video seeing people mm-hmm. um, so that's what we do today incredible mm-hmm. and I love that you say that video helps to humanize your business because I think a lot of startup entrepreneurs who are many of the listeners of this show mm-hmm. they spend so long kind of hiding in the background writing a business plan and writing the perfect text for a website and getting these like beautiful professional photos for Instagram and writing these captions, but nobody actually knows who they are or what they stand for. And if somebody has not met you 
in person before. How do they feel your energy? How do they understand the way you think, the way you portray yourself, the confidence or the grit or the the emotion that comes? And I think video is such. Yeah, there's nothing that conveys emotion like video. And, you know, I, we do, we work with mainly small to medium sized businesses. Okay. And one thing that I always say, you spent money on your website. A lot of people spend money on creating a logo, but, and that's important. I'm not saying that it's not, it's the whole package, but really the brand is you, Mm. the way you speak, the way you, you, you can, the the way you connect, you're not going to connect with anybody, with everybody. And that's okay. You yeah. want to connect with people with your audience, the people that you want to connect with, people that you can help. So by being on video, I, I don't see any other, any better way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a place for doing it yourself, but yeah. I also do think there's a place for professional video. And and the, the marriage of the two and the combination of the two, I think are really magical in marketing your business. Mm-hmm. So say I am a startup entrepreneur, I've been in business two years, maybe I'm a life coach or something like that. And I'm starting to see quite a bit of traction, I'm getting lots of clients, and I know I need to take my website, my marketing to the next level. What type of video would I even create? Like, what if I don't like being on camera? What if I don't know what I'm going to say on a video? Where would you even begin with someone who says, okay, Fiorella, I need a video, but like, what do I talk about? Right. So that's the, that's a lot of people. And that's not just startups. That's not just new. Uh, there's a lot of people that realize that video is the way to go. My competitors done it, or yeah. I, know, I, you know, they keep telling me I got to be on video. Exactly. So any video starts, whether you get a professional to do it or whether you do it, you need to make sure that, that you start with understanding your audience, truly understanding your offering. And what I mean by offering is what problem are you solving? What desire are you fulfilling with your product, with your product or service? And then what is the goal of your video? So if you're a new business, for example, are you, is your main goal to develop brand awareness at first and to really grow your email list hypothetically? So then we need a brand awareness video. And what does that look like? That looks very different than a sales video. Okay. So for example, you need to consider when you're building awareness, when you want someone to follow you, you need to consider the importance of making that emotional connection with them. So what do you say? Well, how do you help? How are you going to help them? People don't want to hear about you. They don't want to hear that I have X number of years of experience. They want to hear from me that I will create an effective video that is visually appealing on brand and will connect with their audience. Mm-hmm. So I, that's how I help. So as a coach, how are you going to help? How will you, you're a mindset coach. Great. What is in it for me, the viewer? So that's the thing you have to start with. And then you have to tailor your message so that you are, it's like talking to a friend. Yes. So when you deliver, you can't, for the most part. I mean, there are some professions that we've dealt with and they have to be a little bit more buttoned down. But even in that regard, you need to put yourself in the viewer's seat and speak to them as as though they were your friend and you were trying to help them. So how are you going to explain? So if I came to you and I said, Kelsey, how are you going to, okay, I want to hire you, but why? You need to be able to share with me and make me feel like I'll be taken care of. 
Yeah. If you can do that, then video is effective. So what kind of video do you need? You start with who's your audience and what goal are you trying to achieve? Yep. If you're at the opposite end and you say, oh, you know what? I've got all these people coming. They go to my cart. They look at my offering, but they're not pressing the button to buy. Then that's yeah. a sales video, which mm. looks very different. Yeah. Now yeah. you've made the connection somehow, some way, but now you need to, what I call seal the deal and you seal the deal in a very different video with a more pragmatic video, explaining all the details of your service, exactly what they're getting, less emotion, more logic. So mm -hmm. people begin, they buy with emotion, they justify with logic and there's video content everywhere in between. So that's how we start. We start with analyzing, we start with a strategy and we make recommendations. Amazing. So good. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, how do you make sure that with every video you produce, you bring the wow factor? Like, I know there are many video companies that mm -hmm. I could work with, but what makes Storia different? So there's many ways of bringing the wow factor. And I think it starts, so there's two objectives for us. So we want to wow the client. And we want to wow their audience because mm. if we wow the client and we don't wow the audience, it's pointless. So pretty wow. pictures don't necessarily wow the audience. And what's going to wow the client is the look of the video and the results. Yes. So what do we do though, I guess, to stand out? Well, okay. Given kind of our own style, my husband's background, everything is stylized. So everything we do has a real nice style to it. Yeah. It could be black and white, for example. It Everything is lit really well. We mm. work with women and women want to look good. So the lighting is really important. We don't just pick up the camera. Yeah. So the end result is something that's really stylized, on brand. And our objective is always to elevate your brand, to make your brand look that much better, whatever yes. wherever your brand is, whether it's down here or up here, it's always to really make it, to give it, Give your brand the wow factor. Mm, so cool. I love that. Um, I'm wondering, what is a recent milestone that you've hit with Storia that you're really proud of? Um, well, okay. So I, I think one of the things that, okay, so one recent thing is we worked with a um, private school who brought us in to create a video. They had their own idea. Yep. And when I talked to them, I just, the idea didn't sit well with me given the goal that they had. So I asked for permission and I said, would it be okay if I walked away and came back and we presented a different idea to you? Because I had already spoken to my husband. I go in for the first meeting. I'm kind of business development client relations. We then do a plan together, a proposal, and then we go and present it. So they're like, yeah, no problem. I said, listen, if you don't agree, I will go with yours, but I will tell you why I don't think it might be the best. So we went in, changed it all wrote it, created it and everything. We went in and presented it. We had some music and she said, I have goosebumps. And I said, that's exactly what you want to do because you want those parents to have goosebumps. So anyway, this little project that started out, it wasn't a big budget. It was a small budget. We created it. We thought, you know what? Let's just put it into an award, like into some awards. It won two international, the AVA and Muse, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh so my we goodness. Got like, we got gold for it, which is, uh, I think, I don't know, 85 to 89 or 90. Is whatever. that a video that is on the internet that we yes, can see? It's, um, yeah. So if it's on my LinkedIn page. Awesome. Uh, Montessori, Montessori School of Kleinberg. So on my LinkedIn page under featured, I have some, a few uh, videos. 
Awesome. So I will. Per- my personal LinkedIn page. Yeah. I will link that in the show notes. Um, You briefly mentioned that you're in charge of business development. I'd love to know, how do you love to seek out new client leads? What are you really good at in terms of growing your network and building an audience? So um, I'm a big believer in constantly planting seeds and networking. So prior to all of this, I was probably out... Uh, networking, I'm going to say two to three days a week, not full days. Yeah. So I belong to BNI, Business Networking International. So that was every yeah. Wednesday morning. I belonged to a couple of other groups. I would visit other networking events. Um, so that to me is probably the best way just to talk to people. Yeah. Uh, we also offer, you know, like when I go listen, like I offer free help, what I call free help. You don't have to yep. hire us. Um, but I've, I talk to people all the time and I've had situations where I've helped them yeah. do their own thing and then they've come back. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's kind of how, how I do it. I think that's such an undervalued skill is just offering free advice, give value to yeah. somebody because oftentimes that leads into a paid relationship and it didn't True. cost you a thing. Yeah. Maybe yeah. It, it took some time, but that's it. Or, right. Or a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you try to help them and then they may not need you. But then yeah. I mean, it just happened to me last week. Someone called me, emailed me and said, you know, Jen, said you spoke to her and you really actually gave her some good tips. I actually need video done. So, you know, sometimes I, but we've always like, I don't, I just think that that's just a way of growing your network, letting people know what you do. And I think if you always start whatever you do from the standpoint of how can I help people, Mm -hmm. then I think you're always going to win. And that's how we've always, always, I mean, even the photo studio, people, people come in with their own camera and they'd ask Frank, like, you know, I'm having this trouble or whatever. He would give help without any, any problem at all. So just being an awesome human being and being kind. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. And generous with your knowledge, right? That's right. Exactly. I love that. Now, do you ever think about the long-term plans for Storia? So the five year, the 10 year, or are you just rolling one day at a time, enjoying the journey? Um, you know what? I think you have to enjoy the journey no matter what, um, whether you have a plan or not, but I do believe in plans. Um, I believe you have to kind of, you know, be flexible, but our plan is, so right now, Storia is a team of three, me, Frank, and Kesha. Um, So that's our immediate team. Everyone else is freelance. So we hire additional camera people, audio people, editors as we need them. And our digital marketing that we offer to our clients, meaning, uh, you know, using videos on Facebook ads or even search engine or optimizing your YouTube channel. We have a partner Mm. agency that we work with. So that's what things look like now. We're happy. It's good. I guess if I had to say five years from now, the way I see things now is I would like to have all of that under one roof. So just basically have an agency um, that is a full service. So one stop shop. So we start mm-hmm. with strategy, which we do now with people, video, video strategy. Um, and we just roll into the production and we help them with the distribution and actually manage their social media mm-hmm. uh, uh, accounts. 
So that would be the five-year plan. That's incredible. And I can absolutely see you hitting all of those goals because you've got that fire. And I I love talking to you because it seems like you really enjoy the work that you do. And of course, we've chatted like there are hard times. There are days when it's like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing or what's that next step. But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. rooting back to the why behind why you got into this in the first place Mm -hmm. and that hit that you get when someone gets chills from watching your video, right? That's like inexplicably awesome. So very cool. So if somebody wants to learn more about Storia, where should they find you? So we are, uh, we have an Instagram account. So I have a personal Instagram account that I share some personal stuff and some, you know, some Storia stuff. So my name, Fiorella Kuna, we have a Storia photo video Instagram account. I have a LinkedIn page, um, personal LinkedIn page. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then our website, which there's a website now, storiaphotovideo.com, but it is being redone because as you, the way that it looks now is kind of like, 50% photography and some video, but that's obviously changing. It's just like, again, as I said, you know, there's things in business that we find challenging. Although like I tell people, you need to do video, you need to be on social media, but I'll be honest, it's challenging sometimes as, you know, as we've talked about running your own business and doing all the other things. So what am I going to do? Hold a client's project back? No, they get first priority. And social media for me falls kind of behind a little bit. I totally echo that sentiment. Sometimes I'm like, yes, I'm preaching this message, but I know I haven't done it in a while. But again, like my clients come first and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's hard to keep all those balls in the air all the time. (laughs) And you have to, you know, for anyone starting out, honestly, be easy on yourself because sometimes I know we put a lot of pressure on, and I mean, here I am saying it, I still put a lot of pressure, but you can't get everything perfect. You can't get everything done all yeah. the time. Yeah. But for us, yes, our clients come first. So if our social media falls behind, well, yeah, and how it's got to be. Yeah. Well, Fiorella, it was so wonderful to talk to you today. Thank you for being on the Visionary Life podcast. And I'm sure there will be many more conversations with us in the future. So thanks for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method business coaching experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.